to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Pineda. And we're so excited to be with you guys today. Yes, we have a fun packed show ready for you. <laughs> Woo! Christina, we definitely do. Um, how's it going? Great, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, for those of you that are, we got a, a really huge spike in listenership last week. So for those of you that don't know us, um, we are sisters and matchmakers. And we're just so excited to be chatting with you guys. We've been matchmakers for almost 10 years, which is a lifetime in this industry. Um, but yeah, so let's dive right in. Great. So segment, our first segment is Stars Are Just Like Us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship-related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. Okay, so the first story, Nene Leakes, so shuts down the men contacting her after her husband Greg's death. And she says, I'm doing me. Um, so I don't think you know who Nene Leakes is. Christina, do you know her? No. Okay, so she's an iconic housewife okay. from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And Nene is actually, ooh, sorry, I'm just changing positions. Nene is one of the most, um, probably one of the most famous housewives. She was on Glee. She got, she launched a bit of an acting career from her time on Real Housewives. Okay. She is known for lines like, close your legs to married men. Like, she is (laughs) so funny and just an icon. And so her husband, Greg was a beloved house husband on, um, he, I mean, he worked, but like he was a house, a real housewife's husband. Um, and yeah, he just passed away from cancer. Oh, I know. I know. It was really sad. Um, but anyway, so in real life, what are our thoughts about moving on after the end of a relationship? Mm. Christina, I'll let you start this one. Okay. Just a question about Nini. Yeah. Was she just getting DMs from men? How was she... How were these men coming to her? Yeah, men were just contacting her. Like, you know, when... When you're a celebrity. Yeah. Yeah, just men contacting her and she just is, like, not having it right now. Right. And how... Yeah. How many months has it been since... It's been, like, a month. Yeah. It's really... It's really tight. It's really close. Yeah. Yes, I think definitely after, especially after you've been married and someone passed away, that's going to take some time to move on from that relationship and you go at your own pace. You don't have to rush it. You can really just allow yourself to grieve this huge loss and then you can figure out what the next steps are what the Lord wants for you and your next steps and continue in prayer and, and just spending time with, yeah, spending time with friends, healing that takes a while. However, so that's in the case of a death, of a death, right? That a married and then death. What about a, a relationship? Say you've dated, you dated a couple months. There was a breakup. What's the protocol there? Right. I know. That's a hard one. But I think 
even though the person hasn't died, the person has died in your life. Mm-hmm. We always say that mourn, yeah. mourn his, his or death. her death. We yeah. have a video mourn on how to get death. over a breakup on our Matchmaker Secrets YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But it's it can be very traumatic to mm-hmm. end a relationship, especially if you're a deep emotional person and especially if you your lives have been intertwined in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, if you've done a lot of things together, if there are a lot of memories that you've made together. So that can that takes time. Even if the person was a jerk or even if the person treated you badly, it doesn't matter. You there are you wouldn't have been with that person if there weren't some redeeming qualities mm-hmm. to the person. But that doesn't mean that, oh yeah, I should have I should still be with him, even or her, because there were some good qualities. That's you ended things for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I think that takes a lot of time as well. But I think with all of these things, you have to be in constant prayer and communication with the Lord about what you're going through. Work with a spiritual director. A and the spirit, if you don't know who that is, I'm not talking about a psychic people. <laughs> I'm talking about a. A, a sister or a nun. Well, what if people aren't Catholic? Or they can still work with a spiritual director. Okay. Yeah. These. Yeah. The priests and we're nuns a, are, we're a non-religious podcast, even though right. we are both Catholic. But right. Yeah. Right. This is for anyone, though. They're, the yeah. directors work with anyone if no, they no, yeah. if they ask, and they are trained for spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. I worked with a spiritual director, a sister, mm-hmm. until basically until I got married, she passed away. Oh yeah. When I think it was right either right after I got married, maybe the year after I got married. So I kept working with her and then until she passed away, Sister Joyce Gasparo. Yeah. Was wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. An advocate for me and just very helpful throughout, but especially mm-hmm. helpful during my single years before I get married because you don't, when you get married, you are hopefully marrying the person who you can bounce your ideas off of, who you mm-hmm. can have that, can be that vault for you. And I always say, we talk about Dan and my husband as being a vault almost, that mm-hmm. we can, I can bring things to him and we can work on things together. And I, 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 value his perspective and I honor his perspective and I respect his perspective Mm -hmm. so much and I knew that I knew when we were going into marriage that this is someone who I can share those things with Mm -hmm. so even though he's not a spiritual director he and I have that relationship almost where I don't need to have an additional person in my life but yeah especially if someone's single I think that's very helpful and then if you're Mm -hmm. starting to think if you feel that ping of oh I want a relationship this this is something that I'm looking for then I would recommend working with a dating coach working with like at matchmakers in the city Mm -hmm. to help you figure out if you're ready to get back and date, mm-hmm. or if you still want to spend more time reconstructing things, because mm-hmm. there's going to be pain, there are going to be scars. Any relationship will leave you with some scars that need to that need to heal, and it doesn't mean you need to be perfect before you date again. But mm-hmm. 
You can't get out unscathed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have a I have an interesting thought process on this. I mean, definitely I think when it comes to a when you're married and your spouse passes away, I think that's a very different situation than if you're dating and you have a boyfriend or you have a girlfriend and it breaks up. Or even if you have a fiance and it breaks up. Because I think that ultimately it's so important to, of course, go through that healing process. That is essential, 100% essential to heal. But I've also worked with people who 10 years later are still not ready to date Mm -hmm. because it's almost like fear of they've gotten off of the, they got knocked off of the horse and they don't want to go back on the horse. So for them, they're like, well, I'm not ready to date yet. I'm not ready to date yet. And it's more, it's just, it's, it's destructive because then you, it being single as difficult as it is, it can be a very safe place because you're not opening yourself up emotionally to anybody. Nobody can hurt you because you're single. Therefore, you're not going to have to deal with all the things that come along with a relationship and even a healthy relationship. A lot of stuff, especially if you are have dated in the past, things in, even in a healthy relationship can come up that like you may go through a few things in a healthy relationship. Um, most likely you will. Um, so I think that, yes, that there definitely is a healing period that needs to be honored. Um, but I also know that I've worked with a lot of men and women who during their relationship, they it was kind of over before it was over. Like they were just doing all the things, but they had emotionally disconnected in the relationship. Therefore, like, I don't want to share, well, one of, yeah, one of our bachelorettes had dated a guy and he was like horrible. He was like the worst of the worst. He was lying about even his job. Like he was, he was horrific. And then, and then I remember like, it was a devastating breakup. It was, but there was so much turmoil that was going on before the actual breakup. So that when the breakup happened, it was like, okay, we broke up. Like, let me go through a couple weeks of, you know, moping and coping, mourning and all that. But like, I'm, let me get back in the game and let me date again. Right. 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 Yeah. So I think that it's every situation is so specific and is so different. And I think that there's almost a bit of judgment when somebody moves on in other people's eyes, quote unquote, too quickly. Like if your goal, and I'm, I'm a big believer, there are golden years for marriage. Mm-hmm. There are golden years for, if you want to get married, if you want to have a children, yep. there are golden years and time is of the essence. And am I trying to scare people? No. But am I also trying to light a little fire under them? Yeah. yeah it's, it's fine if you put the fear of God in them. Yeah. It's, it's good to have a little bit of fear. No, you have to because I think yeah. ultimately it's when it comes to fear and when it comes to overcoming fear of a relationship and of everything that it might bring up, it's like the ultimate goal. We have to continue to remember what is your ultimate goal. Yeah. It's to have a family. It's to have an amazing partner that, like you said, is like your vault where you don't even need a spiritual director right. because you re- you rely on them and you value their opinion so much and they're 
you're intellectual equal and yeah, then you're, you're emotionally equal. They're the words equally yoked. Yes. Do you know what that means, Alessandra? Equally yoked. Why don't you just heard explain it, it, Christina? Okay, so oxen comes this is coming from I'm quoting Saint Paul in Saint Paul's letters in the Bible, but he uses the term equally yoked. If you've ever heard this before, it's a very just Christian, Christianese yeah. kind of thing. I love with, it. With, date, with dating. Oh, date I love coaches. my Christian date coaches. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it means, so St. Paul says that you want that, I'm paraphrasing here, but you want to be, you don't want to be with someone who you're not, uh, if you, who are, you are unequally yoked with. Mm. Okay. And that comes from, do you know oxen? They use this wooden or oxen oxen the animal okay okay ox like oxen yes like an ox yeah oh okay okay they have this when they're carrying something yeah they have this this structure that holds their shoulders it goes on their shoulders and it keeps them together do you know what i'm talking about yeah okay what if you have this really strong ox huge shoulders big and then you have this tiny ox who's very weak, very slow, and then you next to that very just agile ox. Yeah. That is unequally yoked. Oh. Okay. Yes. So if someone is strong in their spirituality and their faith, and then someone, this is what St. Paul is talking mm-hmm. about, and someone is weak or doesn't believe or whatever it is, or is just living in a different yeah, way. Yeah, it's like not a great person. Right, bad person. Like, yeah, right. You know, treat, just isn't doing life in a, yeah, respectable way, doesn't have strong values, is, right. you know, yeah. Right, you are unequally yoked. Yeah. And that is signing up for a life of misery. Oh, preach. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so Amen. when you're, that's why for me and for not everyone I coach, but for a lot of people I coach, they do, that is an important factor when that, for me, that was the most important thing. Yeah. Then I can tell you being married for over four and a half years, still young marriage, but it has served me so, it has served us so well Mm -hmm. to have that person who, then that's why I respect him so much mm-hmm. because we have the same goal. We have the same aim. Yeah, mission. Okay. We have the mission, same mission. Exactly. Yeah, the same mission, the same vision, a similar right. vision. Right. Same so mission. So yeah. when you are, you are dating, maybe you haven't, maybe you've broken up with people who haven't, you, you've been unequally yoked mm-hmm. with, you're going to have to go through some painful dealings yeah. afterwards. But that's why I'm saying you can move on whatever you want. No one doesn't matter. I don't care what anyone thinks. Doesn't matter. But you, it is good to work with someone throughout mm-hmm. that moving on process so that you can still heal. And it's not the other person may not these things may not be the other person if you're still healing from something from the past relationship. It yeah, may not be the new person who's causing this, or it may yeah. be new issues. Yeah, but it's good to. To work on things. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's wonderful advice, Christina, if I might say so myself. Thank you. Okay, beautiful. So um, Facebook and Instagram, we had a huge outage 
Do you remember, Christina? I, I mean, this happened like two days ago. Mm-hmm. How, um, how, were you okay with it? I know how I know how social media is just such a lifeline <laughs> for you. <laughs> I'm joking. Christina's rarely on social media. Um, but in real life, does Instagram or Facebook af- affect the way that people are dating? Mm. And like, do we think like the outage? I think it's like a. I think it's good to take a little step back from social media because even for me, when it was gone, I was like, oh my gosh, like what's important? You know what I mean? Like, I know that that sounds so dramatic to say, but like, I'm just, I rem- I literally thought like, whoa, like what if Instagram is gone and Facebook is gone? Like what's important? What's important? And like, you know, cause I also think that there are a lot of pressures that people feel um, even of like presenting, a, you know, a perfect relationship or a perfect life or whatever. So it's interesting to think like, well, what if that's gone? What is, what actually is important? I have a story that I'd mm. love to share of a bachelorette, of course, who I had date coached and she met her, her boyfriend in college. They were college sweethearts started dating and then she went to they he was very popular in the college scene part of the frat just Mm. everything he would bring her invite her all the parties she got whatever she wanted there just you know just had a really fun everyone loved him yeah and then everyone loved her too but they were very much a college Celebrity couple. Celebrity couple. (laughs) And then she went back with him. He invited her to meet his parents. Mm -hmm. And she went with him that weekend to to visit the parents. And no one, none of these college people were there. Mm -hmm. She felt this complete loss in the relationship of, okay... I really, there's really nothing, there are certain things I like about this person, but part of why she was with him, she realized, was that social element of Mm. things. Oh my God, that is crazy. Yeah, and then she, she, she did figure out that this relationship did end, but she wasn't expecting to feel such a loss, and I wonder if. That has something to do with social media. If people feel that they're in a relationship for a presentation rather than because it's really the person who God has wants you to be dating or in a relationship with. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, wow, that is so crazy. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Um, Matchmakers in the City. So you guys are a little mini commercial. Matchmakers in the City is an old school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles with other service areas in New York, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. We also work with members all across across the U.S. and all over the world. Um, You can sign up for free um, at www.matchmakersinthecity.com slash free sign up. Um, but I will say our memberships begin at a hundred dollars and go up from there. Um, but yeah, thank you for sponsoring this podcast matchmakers in the city. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Moving on. Okay. We're 
to Sisterly Advice. This week is a Mancer's edition. Every week we answer a listener's burning question and every week we give you advice that only your sister would give you. Hi CNA, thanks for your podcast. I'm a tech guy a couple years removed from college living in medium-sized East Coast City. Being my age, I am relatively open to anything. However, I definitely prefer something a little more serious. A problem has arose. I have struggled to find dates and have had a couple of people tell me that I would be someone women. Oh, I would want to be someone women. I would want to yeah. be someone. I'm sorry. I'm. This is not the man. It's me. <laughs> I would want to be someone women will want to settle down with and not necessarily date right now. Oh, okay. So he's someone that women want to marry but not date. Two of the women who said this were family friends in their 40s and the other woman is a person in my friend group cna is there any validity to this Mm. do women compartmentalize guys into guys they would have fun date be serious with or marry or is this the world's most clever euphemism that people say to someone who isn't i'm not going to say the word or effable effable (laughs) or do women have men that who they marry out of practicality because he has a stable income and aren't really attracted to him. Thanks. Oh, bless. Oh, I love this. Did you come up with a witty... Oh my gosh. Um, uh, F, marry, or kill. (laughs) That's where it's from. That's my, that's my witty thing. Also, did you have thoughts or... Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you so much for writing in a little, I love it. It's medium sized East coast city, beautiful, a few years removed from college. Um, and it's so funny. I love that. Yeah. He's relatively open to anything, but he would prefer something more serious. Um, I do. I love that you're kind of getting counsel from women who are a little bit older. Um, I, I definitely think that there are, listen, there are women in their 20s who have maturity and there are also women in their 20s that don't and that just aren't mature. Um, I think it is so, it so depends on person to person right. um, because I remember even when I was 23 or 24, yeah, I was definitely, I wanted a boyfriend, but I was also so fixated on the, um, on that feeling of, you know, which I now learned was like my activated anxious attachment style, um, of like, you know, that I was really fixated on that. Mm. Um, and I would definitely go on dates with really nice, good guys, but I would just be like, uh, I wasn't, I didn't feel it. And I think that Mm. the apps, I think the dating apps really can just make people feel and seem really disposable, um, especially in your early 20s and in your early to mid 20s. Because I remember when I was actively using the dating apps, I didn't value the men that I would that I would meet. I just did not value them. Mm-hmm. And I know now I'm 31 and like obviously I've been a matchmaker for almost 10 years, but I know, and I don't date, obviously I'm, I'm in a relationship, but like I don't date using the apps. I didn't date using the apps um, re- like recently, I guess we would say, but 
there is just something so much to be said for meeting somebody not who is not using the dating apps and not to vilify somebody who is, but it does mess with your mind. I'm a, I'm a byproduct of that. I remember when I was using the dating apps, I would constantly meet these F boys who were amazing at dating. They would bring me to the best places. We'd have tons of fun. They were hot. They were very physically, you know, attractive. Um, but they, after the, after like three dates, they and they realized I wasn't gonna sleep with them. They like ghosted or they just like dwindled and they dwindled and they're talking to me. So I can speak from personal experience that if a woman is using the dating apps, her mentality is going to be different. Um, so my suggestion to you would be to seek out women in other areas and avenues other than the dating apps and online dating. I know that this is challenging, especially with COVID, but get involved. I don't know what religion you are. If you're Jewish, get involved with a Jewish um, volunteer organization, the YJP. Um, There's so many, just literally Google Jewish events near you. Tons come up. We personally love going to Jewish events and we meet the nicest men and women at these events. Um, and they have, they're not, a lot of them are not on the dating apps because for what, they don't like them. Catholic, obviously go to Catholic events, Christian, like that faith, um, that faith, uh, uh, element. element is amazing. And they're really great places to meet young people who want to connect. Also your alumni organization go, um, you know, with any of your friends, even the friend that, you know, told you this advice, who's more near your age, um, you know, be like, hey, is there like a volleyball thing? You know, there are so many different sporting leagues and you can meet people that are not, just not using the dating apps because everything you're talking about is very much a byproduct of the dating apps. Yes, there definitely are. Um, there are things also, like I, obviously you didn't send a photo. I don't know how you're presenting yourself. Right. But objectively, as we would tell a woman, like be objective about how are you presenting yourself. Um, Ask those same women, hey, what, listen, I'm revamping my closet. What's a good thing for me to wear? What we have a, an article on our, on our website, matchmakers in the city blog, right? What yep. to wear for first date men yes. and women. But you gotta, if you're not getting dates in real life, um, it, it may be something that you're just like, I know this sounds so blunt and so like, a little superficial and mean, but I, again, this is not personal. I'm just saying objectively. I know him. Right? Yeah. But just, just let's, let's reevaluate. Hey, what are you presenting? Mm-hmm. How are you coming off? Um, even asking, asking for feedback from these women, like, Hey, like, am I just like coming off like super friend vibe? Am I like, how am I coming off? How am I presenting to you? Um, and then also just building your confidence with, um, whether it's again, the physical, yeah, it is, it is important. So go, you know, if it, like go to the gym, oh my God, I sound crazy, but like work out a little bit it, because that also will help your confidence and it will boost your, um, it will, it will help your confidence, boost your self-esteem, therefore giving you more confidence to then talk to women and women will be more like objectively from just your physical appearance, they'll be more likely to like give you a shot because you know, you look like you're well put together and oh, he's, you don't have to be like, 
you know, a muscle man, but just, you know, looking like you're healthy, you have a little sun, you know, you, you, you're dressed decently, that, those are all feathers in your cap. Um, also, I don't think a lot of women um, look at a guy and are like, I would F him or no, whatever. No, And no. if that's, the, that is not the type of woman you want to be with. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm a very, like, I find men very attractive, all different types of men, but, like, I very rare, I would never, like, <laughs> look at a guy words. and be like, oh, yeah, he's effable. Like, ew, oh, my God, no. Um, I would be like, oh, yeah, like, he's objectively attractive, but I also think that if you have, like, a mature, a semi-maturity level there are a lot of guys that are good looking and that are, you know, objectively attractive that a guy would look at and be like, oh yeah, he's effable or whatever. But the women don't like that. That goes so not far. Like physical does not go that far um, because it's all about confidence. It's all about personality. It's all about, you know, like I said, yeah, present yourself. You want to give yourself the best shot. Um, but also by doing that, you'll then boost your confidence. Your real personality can shine through and you can be like, if you're a super goofball, be the, be the biggest and best version of yourself. Like lean into who you are because once you lean into who you are, you will then, and you look presentable while doing it. Like, sorry, I, is this like too blunt advice? But like, no, this is fantastic. Yeah. Lean into who you are, be the biggest version of yourself because then your confidence will attract a woman who's like, oh damn, like that is, that's a man right there that I want to spend time with. It's also genuine. What Alessandra's saying is very genuine because there are some guys who think, I don't want to be friend zoned. And then they put on this Rico suave. Oh God, kill me. (laughs) Oh my God, Creepy way about them. And yes, I want you to get good cologne. I don't want you to douse yourself in it though. And there are certain things that try you try to you might try to go the opposite <laughs> extreme. Wait, remember in high school there was this guy that wore Abercrombie and Fitch cologne, and I loved him because he would walk down. But this is the thing. Even listen, even if you douse yourself with a cologne, there's gonna be a woman that's like down for that. You know what I mean? But as long as that's what that's how right. you, wanna you smell, want to smell, and you're not, owning it, right? Not that no. this is a. Yeah. It can't be something that's so fake. And yeah. chivalry is great to learn and let it yeah. be something natural. That's not fake. It, it might be feel for you weird in the a beginning. Little foreign, yeah. But you that's really important and it will get you'll get more used to it. But you just ask any woman what a creepy man is like and she'll she, tell ya. <laughs> Believe me, we deal with them a lot. But yeah. I love that, Christina. Yeah, and don't get don't let what other people tell you get you down because I think also people will put their project their own relationship yeah. dramas on you and maybe maybe these women were did turn down a lot of guys mm-hmm. in in that when they were in their 20s and I don't want you to to be and listen, if all fails, find a woman in her 30s. That's true. Because they're more mature, yeah, you know? There mature. is something to be said for a woman's maturity, like, realizing the things that are important when That's she, true. like, enters into her 30s. And as a woman in my 30s, 
now, oh God, I'm in my 30s. But like, we don't look that much different than women, women in their 20s. You know what I mean? Like, if you saw me, well, I've always looked a bit older. No, you look the same. Do I? Oh my God, that's such a big compliment. You look like you're out of the womb. Ugh, it's so annoying, you guys. Christina has not a wrinkle in it's sight. not true. Not a wrinkle. Oh, and here I am, oh God, sorry guys. Here I am battling not only wrinkles, but also like adult acne. Oh, chocolate induced. No, I know it totally is. <laughs> Mine is no, so you poisoned me, Christina. Your birthday present poisoned me, especially for my Puerto oh. Vallarta trip. The one time my face needed to be clear. I, my sister got me, so Christina got me um, this, and I asked her for it, but it was sunscreen that was moisturizer that had SPF in it. Um, like moisturizing sunscreen and I used it for the first time right before my Puerto Vallarta trip and all of a sudden I I had this huge aggressive breakout on my cheeks and you know when you're in Puerto Vallarta you can't glob on the makeup even though I did but anyway it is what it is but all that to say um and the final question or do women have men that they marry out of practicality because he has a stable income and they aren't really attracted to them um are there women that do that yeah yeah but um, you'll also, I think the more genuinely you are yourself, um, you'll have kind of an authenticity radar because if you're operating in who you really are and who your genuine self is and who you're connecting with, yeah, then you will know if someone's using you. Yeah. That's, that's why it's important to get to that place. Yeah. Yeah. And, but all that to say, also, there are objective things that you can do. Like, we want you to be authentically yourself, but objectively, there are definitely things that, like, you can just do aesthetically. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, cleaning your beard or your face or, like, like just not have a beard. Or, like, a little bit of stubble. Yeah, well-maintained, like, shower regularly, like... You know, there are basics like smell good, look, you know, go outside, get a little sun. Again, we've never seen you, but like we want to give you real advice of like, yeah, be yourself, be your authentic self. But just like with women, I mean, we judge all the time. If somebody, you know, saw me at my natural state, God bless them. (laughs) Right, right. Okay. I was just a quick aside. I was... People who listen to the podcast know that I am a recurring guest on a relevant radio show called Trending with Timory. And she, one of the questions was from one of her friends. And she said, he said, I should just be able to be loved for who I am. And, and then she said, is that practical? And then I just said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, that is genius. That is genius. Yes, you will be loved for yourself, but yes. all of the reasons that Alessandra described... Yeah, they're basics. <laughs> Basic, aesthetic, minor changes right. that you can make right. that will make you 150% more appealing. And the best version of yourself doesn't include laziness. Yes, that's sleuth. Mm-hmm. Sloth. Sloth. Mm-hmm. Sloth, one of the seven deadly Sloth, sins. Sloth, yes, one of the seven deadly sins. Um, now moving on to we couldn't help but wonder as sisters we grew up watching sex in the city now as personal matchmakers in 2021 we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were 
In our segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder episode by episode through today's lens. And this is season three, episode 14, Sex and Another City. Okay, so Carrie couldn't help but wonder, when it comes to bags, men, and cities, is it really what's outside that counts? So the girls are still in LA. Are, these are my favorite, I think, my favorite Sex in the City episodes when the ladies are in LA. Um, and so Carrie gets, oh yeah, Carrie gets a, a full Brazilian bikini wax um, at this like famous place. Um, and then Miranda, oh, oh my gosh, remember this. Miranda meets up with her former like super nerdy and jaded New Yorker friend who, oh, speaking of, like has kind of an aesthetic change. He loses a ton of weight. Oh. And he, yeah, and he used to be, oh, they used to go to the Weight Watchers and then they would go for like donuts or something yes. after. But, um, and he used to be like jaded and really funny and everything, the scriptwriter, And he's like, he seems so happy. But then remember they're eating at the restaurant and then he is like chewing his steak and then he like takes the napkin and spits it out. So like he has an eating disorder, which, oh God, I definitely did that earlier with the, no, 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 I'm sorry. Trigger warning. But like with the cheese and the pizza. I know, I know, you guys. That is so gross, but like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm feeling way too much. But like, I like just the juice of the cheese, and I can't actually swallow it. Ew! Oh my god, a different story. Wait, I am revealing the most bizarre, like, horrifying things about me. Like, what is going on? Love me for me. (laughs) Someone should love me for who I am. Um. Anyway. So, and then, okay, oh yeah, then they, then Samantha and Carrie try to go to this premiere, um, premiere, like this part after party, and then they were like kicked off the red carpet, but then, um, Carrie meets Keith Travers, who is, um, oh my God, what's his name? Uh, the guy from, uh, Wedding Crashers. Oh my God, Wedding Crashers. Vince Vaughn? Yes, Vince Vaughn. Uh, oh my gosh, who is... Vince Vaughn, I think, is one of my favorite actors. Hmm. I just love him. Like, yeah, he's, he's good. so funny. Mm-hmm. And he then pretend He says that he's Matt Damon's agent, and he has all these connections. And they go into the get-in. They go in the VIP room, all the things. And then this is also where... Um, I wonder if this is, I wonder, it doesn't say that they go, this is also the time when he says that he's showing, remember he was like, oh, I'm just, I'm looking for a home and he brings Carrie to this mansion. Um, and then he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's big enough. And, and then remember then the guy, like he ends up like sleeping with Carrie and then the owner of the home is I forget who you know what guys I think this is the next Another up thing episode. I think I'm I think I'm skipping ahead but anyway Charlotte um oh Charlotte goes to LA um great 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 and she tries to get out of her man problems oh and then they go to the Playboy Mansion after Samantha is invited by her idol Hugh Hefner and remember they had also gone to get those fake handbags. Um, remember they like went to like like um, South Central LA to get these fake Fendi bags and at the Playboy Mansion, um, sh- uh, sh- um, what's her name? Uh, Samantha like loses her bag or yeah loses her bag and then um, 
oh my god and then oh wait and then they, then Hugh she is like pulling the bag of this playboy model and she's like and then Hugh says what seems to be the problem and she said she stole my fake Fendi and then the girl was like I know I didn't and then Samantha pulls it and she, oh no no she says she says what's in, what is inside of it and she says condoms and a made in China thing do you remember this Vaguely. Oh, iconic. Then the girl opens the bag and it's like an authentic Fendi bag, but like she didn't steal the bag. Like, okay. Oh, it was really her bag. It was really like the Playboy Bunny's bag. Anyway, so all of that to say, um, when it comes to bags, men, and cities, is it really what's on out the outside that counts? Christina, this is, this episode is so like, like full circle. It is. It is so full circle. Really Fake is. Fendi bag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, LA being a superficial city, the guy that has the eating disorder that proclaims to be super happy. Right. We were talking about Instagram and Facebook before. Yeah. What do you what think? We portray. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I would disagree with, I would say, no, it isn't what's on the outside that counts. It's what's on the inside But you counts. just said. Yes. So the most important things are on the inside. But the way to, we do things for the outside to make ourselves better people. Okay, so when I'm talking about working on your appearance or presentation, all of this is helping you to become the best version of yourself. It's not for you to then go and thirst trap, throw up some thirst trap photos on Instagram. <laughs> All right, I'm feeling a little attacked. <laughs> okay, so the virtue of wanting to meet someone who you could potentially marry, and part of that process is refining your appearance and refining things that will make you more attractive to the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. That is from a good intention and a good good place a good virtue not I want to wear this fake Fendi purse so that I can put up some photos on Instagram of me at the Playboy Mansion looking amazing that is the wrong outside so depends on the outside should come from the inside what's on the outside should come from the virtues on the inside yeah no and it's so funny I mean I think that what we've learned as matchmakers over all these years is that we could set up a guy with like a bunch of models who are objectively stunning but they these men crave an emotional connection yes, there's a there's physical attraction and then there's emotional attraction And I think that something that I've learned and that I think we've learned is that the emotional attraction makes somebody even like so much more physically attractive. Um, And so, yeah, I completely agree. And I think that we need to like, as and especially coming from the kind of circles that we're a part of, of, you know, our more traditional Catholic circles of, you know, it's, it it, it is an older school value system that we have. Um, but I think that it's kind of like, we need to, we're in reality here. So yeah, there are, there's no shame in wanting to look your best because also truly when you look your best, you feel your best. 
if I look horrible and I'm supposed to be going on a date and meeting my future husband, I am not going to present. I am not going to be in the moment. I'm not going to be having fun. I'm going to feel self-conscious. I'm going to feel like, oh my goodness, Christina's face cream that she got me made me break out and here I am, you know, but, but yeah. So I think that it's like, let's like, let's remove shame on that. Um, and also just owning, yeah, owning our, like having our beautiful internal selves just shine through. Right. So what we're saying is that outside isn't something that's a fake appearance of, of wanting to look a certain way in a fake way. Well, I don't, I have nothing against if you want to like wear eyelash extensions or something like that. No, I don't mean that. I mean more you're trying to put on an air that isn't really yourself. Mm -hmm. So like, so someone like that guy, like Vince Vaughn's character for pretending that you are this, trillionaire and able to afford these places but you really can't and you're just trying to get the woman so you want to put off this this fake appearance and that's what's on the outside so that's what I mean so and like or like taking a photo of like you in a Lamborghini but like you like drive a Honda or something like that like you know what I mean I I mean okay there's nothing wrong with a Honda (laughs) well no when did I do that I don't drive a Honda no Dennis's Porsche okay (laughs) Um, for the record, I, I drive a BMW and it's a convertible. And that was when I was like 13, Christina. And he's also our stepdad. So. And he's our stepdad. It's a part of the family. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a family heirloom. I, I just want to make sure we're no, not No, no, no. You're going to know might be doing that. Who may be like taking a photo in a Lambo. Well, there are those certain guys that it's like, oh God, I know I'm so, you guys, I'm sorry if that was offensive. If you do that, that's okay. And you like the luxurious things in life. That's okay. It's aspirational. But, oh, I feel bad if I offended anybody. Fine. No, no, it's fine. They okay. understand. That, yeah. That's, I just want to make sure what you, your inside is being portrayed on the outside yeah. rather than you trying to be or yeah. trying to take on something like that that is not really yeah. yours. Yeah. No, totally. I, I I like that. I like that a lot. And yeah, I think that that's great. And I, I we always say like also even just with, with like with women and what we wear and the way that we do our hair, the way the, the makeup that we wear, the clothing that we wear, like it should be a reflection of just something that you like. Like I remember when I was in college, I I didn't have that much personal style because I had, you know, I came from New Jersey, which was a totally different style in early 2000s New Jersey. Then I went to American, which was in DC, and that was a very conservative style. So I remember my wardrobe shifted like aggressively and I like only wore kind of muted colors and just was a very conservative look. Then when I studied abroad in London, I like realized how fabulous and amazing fashion could be and like how how cool it is to just be yourself in what you wear because that's in London, like it's so dreary all the time. So they really dress like in London on the streets, they dress so much better than in New York City. Sorry, you guys, but it's the truth. So yeah, I mean, I know that 
that is something that I learned. So then it's like your personal style. But also, yeah, with like, yeah, I, I know that I knew the type of man that I was looking for that I would want to attract. So I wasn't, even if I felt like, oh, I should get pink hair. Like it's not going to attract right. the, exactly. you know, I, you know, I'm <clears throat> looking for, you know, a, a, a really serious, relationship. serious, you know, successful, kind, you know, giving back to the community, a part of the community, like all these things. It, that guy is not going to be with a woman who has bright pink hair because that's what was in my heart. Like, that's reality, nope. you know? Yeah, we have to live in reality. Yeah, we have to live in reality. Sorry, guys, if you have pink hair. I'm sure it's fabulous. But also, no, like, obje- be a little objective with yourself. Yeah. Um. Anyway, finally, catching up with the Contes. Okay, so Alessandra, anything on the docket? You know, it's a, it's, I, I have a few things in the works, but why don't you go ahead, Christina? There's love and responsibility. Yes, I will be speaking on Saturday, October 23rd at 7 p.m. It will be at the church in Brentwood. What is it called? Again? A St. Martin, St. Martin of, Tours. of Tours. Yeah. And that will be a really fun event. Dan will be speaking on the panel with me and we will be... Her husband. Yes, my husband. I'm dead. (laughs) I can't wait to see. I cannot wait. But I can't even go. I'm in New York. Oh. No, no, I'm in Indianapolis. Oh, yes, that's true. That's true. It's okay. Well, one of us will be there. You'll be there in spirit. Yeah. And then the following week, I will be on Trending with Timory on, let's see, I think it's... Tuesday, October 26th, and that's 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And I think we'll be talking about revenge and relationships. (gasps) There is nothing I do better than revenge. (laughs) Well, I haven't... She's an an actress. Wow. You know that Taylor Swift song? No. Gender, keep in mind. Cheating other guys. Okay, anyway. Um... So you guys, thank you so much for listening today and just know we're sending you a big hug and a really just we're praying for you. Um, if you know, we, we really value you guys every other week. Um, and yeah, be sure to, to be sure to send us over your, um, sisterly advice questions or mancers advice. You can DM us on Instagram. I'm at matchmaker Alessandra Conti. Christina's at matchmaker Christina Pineda. She killed the Conti, which is so sad because she's married. Um, anyway, you guys, we're sending you all the love and the biggest hug. Bye. Bye. So much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.